the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. It's been an interesting week. Actually, it's kind of slow. And normally... This time of year, it is pretty slow uh, for the stock market anyway. Um, our phone seems to ring quite a bit, <laughs> taking care of a lot of uh, uh, things. People are getting ready for you know next year's RMDs. They got questions regarding um, payments over you know colleges when they have kids or grandkids that they're helping fund to get through school, and it's a lot of fun stuff. It's a um, and I like it. You know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's it's amazing how quickly things change, especially when you're talking about tax laws. That's uh, one of the reasons I'm really glad I have a uh, so many contacts in that field because whenever I have a question, I can get it answered pretty quickly. Uh, because to keep up with the 10,000 some odd um, mutual funds, there are actually more than 10,000. Um, but if you cut, uh, well, just say more than 10,000. There are several thousand exchange-traded funds. It's a lot to keep up with. And then they have these things. They're, they're mutual funds, but they're inside of variable annuities, so the gains are all tax-deferred. And those are counted as a different class of funds. So you add them all up together, it's about 100,000 funds. What's amazing, and by the way, there's a lot of overlap in there. A lot, a lot of the funds will have five versions of one fund. So... If you wanted to assume that they all had five versions of one fund, which they do not, it's just, there's still around 20,000 funds. <laughs> Enough to make your head spin. And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty fascinating. When you've had a time period that has that been as unproductive as the past couple of years have been, I mean, the gains are not real significant across of 
across any of the categories. So uh, I had some, I had an idea about a research project and I just started it and I started looking at, uh, and I am looking at all the major indexes, large cap, mid cap, small cap, both Russell and the uh, S&P 500. We're looking at international emerging market. Those are all the equity uh, large categories. And it's pretty amazing. You go back, well, the longer period you go back, let me put it that way. The longer period you go back, the closer their returns come to one another. In the short run, anything less than 10 years, your guess is as good as anybody's as to which category is actually going to going to win. And with the advent of computers, uh, or actually with the popularity of computers running portfolios, it's really the price movement is not, it doesn't trend like it used to. The trends are a lot quicker, they're shorter, and then they go back down again. And so it, it's a very challenging thing. Things have changed. And what, what can you do about that? Well, you can actually, it's a lot, uh, it, you can diversify. You can do a great job of diversification. Actually, an individual investor today, one of our clients, we, we've got them diversified the way that only big institutions were able to 15 years ago. And I think about the last 15 years, I know a lot of probably 45-year-olds are going, wow, that was forever ago. Um, wait till I get my age. <laughs> the, uh, but just 15 years, I may remember it like it was yesterday. And it's just, it, the change has been incredible. And it's been constant. And it's constantly evolving. And there's some really good ideas out there. In fact, maybe next week, when I remember to bring my laptop in, I'll have the, uh, <laughs> I'll have more information on some specific funds for you. But uh, I really like it. I, I like what we do here today. I have so many services. I, they are very expensive. It would be tough to do this on your own. Well, the information that you get is not, it, it's basically about mm, maybe 15% of the information that you need to make a really well-informed decision. That, that doesn't stop a lot of people. I, I understand, you know, you look at the one, three, five year track record and that's how you pick your funds. And, you know, I, I, I it's like driving to work, looking in your rear view mirror. That's how you're going to, that's how you're going to get there. You're going to look at a rear view mirror to see where you've been. <laughs> and, uh, and it's the same. And I, you can get away with it for a longer period than you could trying to go to work that way. Do not try to go to work that way. <laughs> that is not advice. Absolutely not recommending that you try to go to work by, and drive your car by looking in the rearview mirror. Okay. Now, you can do that in the stock market and you're not going to crash into anybody, but at some point in time, your portfolio is going to hit a wall. Now, at some point in time, you're going to be in something and it's going to drop a lot, like a lot. And the average funds are, are incredibly volatile. So and you're talking about, you know, big drops. And I've, I've lived through several of those during my career where things went, they, they did very well until they didn't. And at some point in time, valuation does matter. That means how much are you paying for that stock versus how much it should normally sell for? Like if, if uh, somebody said, look, I got, a, I got a CD that's paying 5% right now. Great. And by the way, I, 
those were available just a few weeks ago. I, I didn't look this week because I didn't do much in CDs this week. But the uh, anyway, if, if one's paying uh, 5% and another one's only paying 3%, which one do you want? Not a trick question. And, you know, it's really funny. I, I don't even ask that question when you sit down and we, we're trying to figure out what kind of a plan that we're going to put together for you and then run that plan. That's another thing that's awesome. Do you know how hard that was to do 10 years ago to, to do customized plans for people? I'm going to tell you, it was nearly impossible. And uh, But today, not a big deal. There's all kinds of software out there. It uh, helps us. You know, it gets out of balance, lets us know, hey, this is out of balance. And uh, we can go in and make a couple transactions. And what I kind of find funny is that, uh, you know, the older models where you're using individual stocks, those had a lot of movement in them. Well, when you're using an exchange-traded fund, the movement's going on inside the fund, and you don't have to see it. You also get to avoid paying taxes on it until you actually sell the fund. That is a huge deal. That is phenomenal. I can't tell you how much that increases returns on a lot of ETFs. Now, you have to check because not not all of them, but I'm going to tell you about 85% of them. 85% of exchange-traded funds do not have do not distribute capital gains throughout the year. They may distribute dividends, but that's okay. That You'd have to pay tax on that anyway as well. But what was really aggravating about a normal mutual fund is you'd have a bad year and it might have come after three or four good years and all the gains in there that you may not have gotten if you had invested that particular year. Let's say your luck was bad and you got in, the fund was down 15, 20% for the year and then you get this big fat tax bill for all the capital gains that were distributed for all the people that panicked and pulled out who had gains in them that were in there for years ago before you. That's a bummer. <laughs> lose lose money and then get stuck with paying taxes on someone else's gains. Woohoo! Sound like fun? Uh, but you can avoid that with exchange traded funds. And that, you know, we look at that when we're trying to put a portfolio together for you. Well, I'm looking at which funds are more tax efficient. And I just, it, you know, it's really funny. I mean, I just automatically started doing that when I read about it, you know, a long years ago. And now people are advertising, oh yeah, we do that. And I'm like, really? It's, it, took, it only took you 10 years to figure that out? <laughs> but the, uh, uh, and a lot of them were, you know, right off the bat doing the same things. So it's, you know, it's, it's crazy how different things are though. Yeah, you know, in the long run, by the way, if you want to make this really simple, there's some super simple funds I own that I, and the reason I own them is I like the simplicity of the uh, formulas that they use to select the stocks. And they're really simple. I mean, my favorites are size, speed, and profitability. They have different names for those three factors. But as long as they're included, those are my favorite funds. They, they look at size, small, medium, large cap, typically. They look at speed. That's how fast it's going up. They refer to it as capitalization. And then profitability. And they all have slightly different ways of measuring. And they're all pretty good. You know, tomato, tomato, actually. And so you get those three factors going on inside of a fund. 
you give that fund a long enough time period, it's probably going to do incredibly well. But you got to give it a long time period. You know, if you're close to retirement age and you're thinking about taking income, but you know you're going to have to have some growth in the portfolio as well as income, okay, you would use these but in smaller percentages. And that's, <clears throat> that's if you get this wrong, this is one of those things. And, and, and I have to apologize. Every time I hear somebody say, uh, you've got to get this all right, or these are the eight new things you need to know, and uh, nine on, I'm going to say 19 out of 20 times, it's, it's not that important. <laughs> it's just marketing, which makes it incredibly difficult because every time you hear something, when somebody comes out with something that's relatively new, the amount of time that it takes to research that to either confirm or debunk what they were saying, you've got several hours, several hours. And you know why they do that? Because they know you're not going to check it out. <laughs> when you try to verify, you're going to spend so much. Time. By the way, several hours is from a person like myself who does it every day and has been doing it for incredibly, for an incredibly long time period. I'm probably a little quicker than the average person that's trying to figure that stuff out. And uh, so it's a uh, it, <laughs> yeah, marketing, lovely. That That's the thing you really have to prepare on, uh, prepare for is, is all the marketing that you're going to get. It's like, I'm going to talk a little bit about fixed indexed annuities a little bit later in today's show. And man, the marketing materials on that, I'm looking at that. It, it takes me an incredibly long time to work through one of those new products that they come out with like every six weeks <laughs> and uh why can't they stick just to like bonds <laughs> i'm just kidding and and bonds are good but bonds have you know bonds have always been kind of complicated you know most people think of uh cds and cds are very similar to bonds uh you put your money in the cd and it's going to be whatever it is six months one year two year three or five year whatever the uh Typically, the longer you're willing to hold the CD, the higher the interest rate, but not this past like 18 months. The shorter term, we're actually paying more than the longer term. They call that an in inverted yield curve. That's what they're talking about. Normally, the shorter the time that you're holding on to it, the lower the interest is because you know it's a shorter time period. And uh, But when the shorter ones are paying more than the longer ones, they call that inverted or upside down. The short ones are paying more instead of paying less. That's just what that means. And when you hear the, uh, the pundit saying inverted yield curve means recession is coming. Uh, no, an inverted yield curve means they're trying to create a recession because prices, inflation is going up too fast. And uh, so it's not that they, um, anyway, it, it, they're trying to give it attributes that it really just doesn't have. Those were, there's this thing in uh, statistics, correlation or causation. Correlation means when this happens, this is, has always, this has happened this percentage of the time. Okay, but that could just be luck. If it's causation, and I, I like to use a, uh, um, we used to call them teeter-totters when I was a kid. <laughs> Kids get on each side of a, a big pole that was, you know, um, bolted to a bigger pole and had a little seat and a handle on it and you'd be going up and down. Well, 
if bonds worked the way they were supposed to, that's, that's what would happen. When interest rates would rise on one side, the other side would go down. And when the other side rose, they would go down there. When they are going both at the same time, hey, you know what? I actually have a phone call here. Um, and I'd forgotten to even give the telephone number out. The phone number is 216-901-0945 if you want to call in here. 216-901-0945. And I will also say, you know, uh, if you'd like, if you hear something and you'd like more information on it, please feel free to give me a call or go to my website and it's bullingtoncapital.com. And it's spelled B-U-L-L-I-N-G-T-O-N, capital spelled C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. And uh, I will definitely try to help you out there. So it looks like I got a caller from Jason. Yeah, how you doing today? Good, how are you? Pretty good. Hey, I had a quick question for you. Um, who do you who do you like now that, that um, manages um, mutual funds or actively manage ETFs that you think can, can beat the S&P 500? I know for years, uh, Peter, I think it was Peter Lynch and... Right. And you know, had the Magellan and Dandoff could beat it with 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 Contra for a while. But I, I, the research that I've done, it it seems like it's few and far between that you can find ETFs or or mutual funds that are actually going to beat the S and P five hundred. You know, on average uh, over over a period of time, who do you like now that that is still able to do that? Their funds haven't gotten too big, or or um, they have the the research where they're able to to correctly pick the stocks. Um, you know, in, in the funds or ETFs? Well, here's the, uh, here's the thing. Regular mutual funds are not real popular anymore. Um, they're, they're, yeah, I don't, I don't like them that much because I mean, you're fine in a, in a IRA where you don't have to, you, you don't have to worry about the capital gains, but the expense ratio is high and I'm not dealing with the capital gains and a tax account. Right. Yep. Yep. But, but I would, I do have some that I, if, if they're, if they're if they're worth it, and in, in, in like I said, in non taxable, if they can beat the, the indexes, I'll, I'll hold out. I'll keep them. You know what I mean? But right. um, I haven't found that many. Yep. Uh, hey, Jason. You know what? Can you hang on? I got to take a real quick commercial break. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be here. Okay. All right. Thanks. This is Bill Bullington right here on fourteen twenty. I'll be back after these commercial messages. imagine cable news noisy out of touch on repeat tired of all the lookalikes so are we salem news channel is here to change the game streaming 24 7 free on your tv with the greatest collection of conservative voices home to dinesh d'souza andrew wilkow brandon tatum and more like you we say what's wrong and what's right unfiltered and unapologetic salem news channel We're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at snc.tv. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's car donation program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. 
Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. All right, thanks. Jason, you still there? Yeah, I'm here, Bill. Okay. Hey, I was going to tell you that, uh, yeah, I look at mutual funds all the time. I've got the Morningstar database, and uh, it's got everything in it. Anything you can think of is in there. And yeah, I'm with you. What's really difficult about a traditional mutual fund is when the fund is small, it'll normally put in its best track record. Because it's easier to turn the portfolio over. That well, that's one of the reasons. And when they get larger, it just gets harder and harder to try to beat the indexes. And you're right, very, very few of them will. And unfortunately, you gotta have a crystal ball that works to figure out which one that's you know, which one's going to do it. Everybody that's running a fund has an incredibly large amount of, of education. And experience because they don't put rookies out there, you know, and see what they're going to do. That just that that those days are gone. So, uh, and they they all have a really tough time outperforming their um, benchmarks, whether it's the S and P five hundred or you know emerging markets. They all have a tough time, and, and I think most of it's because there's so many ETFs out there, and there's so much money in it that it's a. Uh, um, it's making stocks behave differently than they have in the past. And this has been going on now for, you know, 10 years. But Yeah. Do you, do you like any active um, ETF uh, managers that, that you think are, I mean, because some of them, they have algorithms that they'll use um, to screen and stuff. And a lot of them work pretty well. Um, you know, they give you diversity. They might not beat the, the uh, S&P by much or it might be similar, but at least you have some diversity in it. Still, um, do you, do you have do you have any uh, any that you like there? I mean, I know there's huge companies, Black uh, BlackRock and Vesco, but is there any particular uh, actively managed ETF uh, guys out there that you like? You know, there really uh, there really aren't, and just because it's a very difficult to maintain that when they get to a certain size, I'm going to tell you the chances of them doing that are almost as good as me running a, a sub four minute mile, 
And uh, okay. <laughs> it, it, there's a chance. <laughs> it's not a good one. Uh, but uh, yeah, it the market is so clearly defined, I think, today by size. Everybody knows every single stock that's available, that's eligible to be in a fund. You know, a mutual funds not allowed to invest in just anything it wants to. And uh, they have restrictions over the, the size of the companies that they can actually invest in. And they have restrictions over how much of the company they can own before they have to start filling out all the forms, uh, letting everybody know, hey, we're, you know, we're going to go above this amount. And then that oftentimes pushes the price of that stock higher. People trying to jump in before they know these guys are going to have to buy it. It's, it's kind of a mess, really. Um, okay. But I would, I would literally stick to the ETFs, the ones you like the most. Uh, the, uh, I like the growth, and here's why. Uh, the growth ETFs have an algorithm that uh, I was kind of referring to earlier. They're looking at the growth in sales, uh, and a lot of them will add things like they, they've um, increased their income each year, their sales each year, and they've also uh, increased their dividend each year for four or five years. There's a bunch of different ways of looking at this. And I like those because those are numbers that you can actually calculate, and they're just math. There's no emotion in it. There's no evaluating, and yeah. so they go for the non for the non um, revenue growth sales with where, uh, like something like a moat. Um, how how difficult it is to, to compete against them or or an industry that, well, that that's a that, subjective. The moat is a subjective variable. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. How how's the best? What's the best way to look to, to uh, figure out that? Well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's what all the uh, professionals out there are trying to do. I look at like here, I've owned Procter and Gamble for a long time. Um, I have, I, I use probably a quarter of the products that they make. They make a ton of products by the way. But, uh, and if you went to their website and looked it up, it, you'll see a ton of, of things that you might use like tides in there. I think Gillette used to be owned by them and they might've spun it off by now, but the uh, but there's just a whole ton of products there. There's Pampers. I mean, you just Mister Clean, all this stuff. You see it all throughout all the grocery stores. The profit margins on it are really good. The dividend yield on it is okay. Uh, it was really good when it dropped here a couple of years ago. Well, you know, during the pandemic, everything got crushed. So I literally uh, bought twice as much as I made on my first purchase. So. Uh, that worked out really well, but, uh, um, we can't guarantee you can do anything like that, by the way. And, and I, and I wouldn't want to see the market come down another 40 or 50% just to give me that opportunity. <laughs> you know? No, I know what you're saying. You were getting, you were getting them when the dividend was like two and a half percent as opposed to whatever they're at now, one something probably. Um, I think the dividend yield on it got up to about six because it had dropped so much. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like, I was going, what? What? You think people are going to quit washing their clothes? I mean, because they make time <laughs> and, and taking baths. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, occasionally you can find those. And man, anything, anytime you see like a big name brand that's been around for a long time, when the market's down like a lot, um, more than say 25% or so, that happens more frequently than it used to. <laughs> But the uh, that's when you want to go and check those names out, like Hershey's and just household names, big companies. 
the dividend yield is probably going to be slightly higher than uh, it was when before it dropped. Well, it will be before it dropped. And uh, when the valuations get down, you're you're pretty good to go there. The uh, yeah. no, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I, I appreciate you mentioning that. I didn't think of it that way. I know. Um, look, obviously, when it's down, the dividend yield will go up on a lot of companies. But ones like that that are they have the shelf space. People aren't going to be switching. There's not a lot of choices out there uh, for detergent, and, and many of the brands are owned by that one right. conglomerate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that would be the kind of thing that you would look, that I would look for if you wanted to uh, supplement or complement the ETF solutions. And uh, ETFs, by the way, I like the, the fact that they're transparent. You can look up, uh, get online and look up all the holdings in a fund. And you can, Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't have to wait for the end of the quarter to find out what they bought the previous quarter. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. And so that, yeah, that, that really helps out a lot, too. But uh, as far as the uh, mutual funds, I mean, there are some pretty good. Uh, Harbor does a really good job. The uh, Invesco's got some fairly good actively managed. Uh, BlackRock and Fidelity both brought out just a couple of years ago some actively managed stuff. Uh, kind of surprised everybody. And uh, they're those are tough. I mean, normally when you saw an actively managed fund that had a long-term track record that was better than the S&P 500 – it normally comes over fairly short time periods where that fund will just, whatever they made uh, big concentrated bets on paid off. And then the fund will go back to sleep again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause they're looking for the next big winners. And uh, so it can be really, really uh, frustrating. And uh, you know, the, you get managers out there that definitely know what they're doing. I think Peter Lynch would have a tough time today. Uh, they all they all yeah. had a tough time, and uh, yeah. one of the one of the biggest reasons with that because of that is kind of what I was talking about earlier, is that you know all these stocks that are available for investment by a fund they're all known by all the portfolio managers, and uh, it's tough to have a leg up. So um, I think the when you look at the expense ratios of the ETFs, they're like what ten ten basis points is an expensive one. That's that's ten one hundredths of a percent. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and, and that's. Do a, you see? Do you see any? Do you see? Do you have any worry that the that the uh, you know market cap S and P five hundred ETFs that are too concentrated in like the the top five you know tech companies? I mean, yeah, that that bothers like, me. I'm I'm not yeah. a big fan, so I I don't hold just that. Russell one thousand is nearly identical to the S and P, except that it's. Uh, a thousand companies instead of five hundred, and yeah. uh, so I, that's my kind of favorite choice over there. And then I like a lot of the uh, other uh, Russell ETFs too. Mostly uh, BlackRock's done most of them. There are a couple of other vendors that that get into that space. But uh, what, what I really like is being able to like I've held this. I put this semiconductor model together quite a few years ago, and now. And, um, and that thing just, uh, you know, knock on wood, uh, just go check out how semiconductors have done any of their funds. And when I was purchasing them, the price to sales ratio, and here's what's, when you're looking for funds, I have tools that help me do this, but you want to find out what the price to sales ratio, the average price to sales ratio is of that fund. Price to earnings ratio are, are not very helpful anymore because there are so many rules involved and people are able to 
uh, report their earnings so many different ways. And sometimes it's, you know, most of the time, I mean, if you had a choice of reporting a dollar a share or, you know, 75 cents a share, which would you report? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, there, there, there are a lot of things that you can do, but it's really, really difficult to manipulate your sales. If you start yeah. manipulating your sales, you're going to run into trouble with the regulators. Okay. So, and with sales and you just have to get, become a little bit familiar with the, the company's past. Like I can tell you, Procter and Gamble's average net after tax profit margins around 12% over the past 10 years. And that's pretty good. Uh, 12% net after all fees, expenses, and taxes. Okay. So, um, not too bad. And that's one of the things I liked about that company. You look at Ford or GM and those guys will lose billions of dollars when cars aren't selling. And then when they are selling, they'll, they'll make billions of dollars. So they're too erratic. They're all over the place. And, uh, you'll see Hershey's Clorox companies like that. They're going to have more, um, they're they're never going to be smooth, but when they have a bad year, the, uh, profit drop by like four or 5%, you know, and, uh, if they have a super bad year, it might go down 15 or 20%, but, uh, not like a lot of the smaller companies that you see where they'll go from making money to losing money or they've never made money and they just keep losing money. Yeah. <laughs> Those are hard to, uh, to place a value on. And that's one of the reasons like I like to use the uh, ETFs as well. But with ETFs, you can get sectors. So if you have an idea that uh, sectors, like I, healthcare has uh, sunk up the joint in the past three or four years. But if you look out over the long run, it's it's done a lot better. And if you're going to be in stocks, you better expect that kind of thing to happen. But yeah, uh, the XLV, XLV, I think, and VHT. If you want the little bit smaller ones, are good for that healthcare. I like. Yeah, yeah, and I think the, the healthcare is a great place to invest. Why? Because I just joined the fastest growing segment of the population this year, fit a 60 and over. <laughs> and uh, that's the fastest growing segment of the population in the United States. And worldwide populations are aging. And, and I can tell you, I've been to the doctor more frequently in the last five years than I had been in the previous 25. <laughs> yeah. And it is not cheap. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think they, they well, have. Thank a, you. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm just... oh, you're good. Go ahead. I was just going to say I didn't. I didn't want to uh, monopolize all your time. So oh, I appreciate all all your words of wisdom. Oh well, thanks. I appreciate you calling in and listening. So thanks, Bill. All right. Have a good weekend. All right. You too. Bye bye. If you'd like to call two one six nine zero one zero nine four five two one six nine zero one zero nine four five, I can remember when I when I just got started in this industry. It was in the, uh, um, was just right after the crash. I mean, just right after the crash in 87. Remember that one big drop? You know, it's like 20% a day. And uh, everybody's like, oh, it's 20% a day. And I went, and I was looking at it, I'm going, oh, yeah, except that, you know, it was already down 15% before that one day drop. <laughs> that was just the icing on the cake. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I forget who it was. Uh, oh, yeah. Peter Lynch was still managing the Magellan Fund. And his funds, they were more volatile than uh, the S&P 500, but they also had better track record. 
and his fun wasn't really a uh, and he talked about that in his book you know one of the, his first books and it's so funny today to, that you know kids today don't uh, they don't read stuff from people in my age bracket you know because they uh they think they know better and they think they know better by assimilation i think maybe that's where trump got that idea <laughs> yeah i was just near it in, in, in <laughs> but uh anyway <laughs> and it's very practical so if, if you want to read good books on investing you want to learn a lot he, he doesn't go a lot through uh, he doesn't talk about how to calculate you know what the return on assets or return on equity price to book price to sales does hit the PE ratios just a little bit, but he didn't do a lot of the, it's not technical. It gives you a good idea though of how stocks actually move. And uh, once you figure that out, now one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to be looking for uh, Hey Bill, I, did you say those fixed indexed annuities were paying more than 6% on an income? Yes, I did. Depends on your age. And actually it goes up each year that you don't take it. So if you're in your uh, 60s, the the income uh, right now is pretty easy to get about a 6% yield. And by the way, they will invest the money in an index. The, uh, I would, but I don't think the index is going to keep up with the guaranteed portion. Yeah. That income that you could get, if you decided to take it right away, will go up. Uh, and and they've actually raised that. Now I can't. Even, I don't even remember what the rate is. It, it, it's going to go up more than the average investor makes on in the stock market. Okay, each year the amount of income that you could get that they will guarantee will will increase by a, a level more than what the stock market has done. Now, once you turn the income on and start taking the income, okay, it freezes. Okay, so it's not going to keep going up when you take it. But I got to take a quick phone call here. Oh, actually, I'm going to ask uh, TJ North Olmstead to hang on because about 60 seconds, we got to take a commercial break. And uh, after that, we'll be right back here and I'll finish up on uh, where I think the where where the fixed index annuities might fit in your portfolio. I own it, by the way. I Incidentally, I own everything I talk about. I own stocks. I own ETFs. I own mutual funds. Uh, treasuries, CDs, annuities, the whole nine yards. And uh, actually, I think it's only about six or seven categories, but it's a, uh, there are a lot of stocks in my stock portfolio, but yeah, there are only six or seven big categories that I actually invest in. But, uh, but yeah, if you want to, uh, if you'd like to talk in person, you can go to my website, it's bullingtoncapital.com. Or you could call us, just leave a message, 330-664-0700, 330-664-0700. And uh, hear the music, that makes me have to take a break. I'll be back right after these messages. I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. We call it the fairy godmother moment, that moment when we've fixed your problem, cleaned up to apple pie order, and are heading out the door. Why? Because we're not the hero of this story. You are. We're just privileged with the chance to come on the scene when you need us, wallacadoodle your problem away, and leave you to attend the ball. That's the fairy godmother moment. Except we want to do one more thing before waving goodbye. 
Give the important parts of your plumbing a flyby once over, ensuring your emergency water shutoffs are working, checking the age, safety, and condition of your water heater, and verifying your water pressure is not too high or low. We want to leave you with peace of mind that your plumbing system is good to go. So when you're feeling the glow of why it works fairy godmother moment and our straight talk and do it right plumber asks to do a flyby, now you know why. Because you're the main character and we want the rest of your movie to be as trouble-free as possible. Consider it done at whyitworks.com. You've heard the saying, all good things come to an end. Well, not always. Sometimes they just take a break. That's what's happening with our Lady of the Wayside's car donation program after 24 years and 96,000 rides donated. Pretty amazing. Here's the story. The car lot's owners sold the property, making it impossible for car donations to be accepted at this time. According to the Wayside CEO, Terry Davis, the next right steps will be determined and communicated soon. So stay tuned. In the meantime, Terry and the entire team at the Wayside thank you for your continued support of the 450 individuals with developmental disabilities in the Wayside's care. And please take note, you can still support them by making a donation at thewayside.org. No doubt about it, we're spending more time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferentz here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield high-performance glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy-efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Hey, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. If you'd like to ask me a question, talk about your personal situation, we didn't get much into the personal planning. I wanted to cover that more uh, in more detail. So on future shows, we will do that. And uh, basically retirement planning. And I like to say you're never too young to start planning for retirement. I wish I would have started at about the age of 12. <laughs> Purportedly, that's what when Warren Buffett started. <laughs> And uh, anyway, um, but I got to take a quick phone call now and uh, the phone number here, if you'd like to call 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. And I'm going to TJ in North Olmstead. Thank you for calling my call. Uh, take my call. This is a little bit offbeat. What you're discussing is in a normal time, but we're heading into a very abnormal time politically, which has an effect. For instance, what is Jellen going to do when she declares that you can't be using paper money anymore because there's too much counterfeit money out there and you're going to have to go to digitalize, in other words, using credit cards and what have you? Mm-hmm. And all this is starting to trigger something bigger that's going to be taking place right now. We're on the verge of a potential war. What happened on the 8th of this month 
with them going after the former president is going to trigger a lot of things financially and politically. For one, China's going to get a lot of testicles and want to go after Taiwan. Right now, the threat of going after Israel with nuclear weapons from Iraq and Iran is on the table. Now, when you have a peaceful time, you can talk about this money and what you want to do with your investments. But we're on the verge of some very, very serious political and and global disasters that are about to happen. Yep. And, well, here's the, here's the thing: uh, if that if that happens, everybody's going to be in the same boat. Um, there will be rapid inflation, uh, despite the fact that everything is going down, uh, and the inflation is going to come just like it did in Germany in the early 1900s because England, you know, kept demanding these reparations and, uh, you know, it started another world war. Correct. And, uh, but I, I just don't think we're not, we're just not that close there yet. Uh, and when China, people look at China and China's extremely strong as far as economic influence worldwide. Okay. But the United States is their biggest customer. So, the, but can you do, would you disagree with the fact that if there is a global war that breaks out, the disaster it's going to cause economically and with the money system is going to be major? Oh, you're going to see I, wild fluctuations, and you'll be glad that you've held on to some short-term uh, bonds. <laughs> And and I actually have a short-term bond fund and some short-term bonds. Uh, and I know what's in the fund, and I know who's managing it, and I know what they're going to do. And believe me, um, it, and it's run by Fidelity, and Fidelity is the largest fixed income manager on the planet. They're bigger than BlackRock. They're bigger than Vanguard. And I'm telling you, those guys, they know what's up. <laughs> they're really i've been to meetings with these guys like people that run the uh, uh the entire investment research for the entire company and uh, well if i may i was born in 1930 one year after the great depression mm-hmm. i had the opportunity to be 11 years old during, during those 11 years that i was growing up i saw the change of what occurred in america then world war ii came along Pulled us out and of recession. We had to mobilize, and manufacturing jumped, and people were making all kinds of money. Absolutely. So, to think about what you that, just said. That was a war that ended the the depression. Correct. Yes, exactly I know. Exactly correct. And, uh, and by and, the way, the uh, Fed had literally almost no power in the beginning of the uh, recession. They were formed. They were formed in nineteen thirteen. Correct. Yes. Yep. And, uh, and, but they weren't given it. They didn't have any power. They didn't have any, uh, influence over an awful lot of stuff. And when those banks started going belly up, uh, they put out the FIDC, uh, FIPC. Hold it right there. When the banks started going belly up. And that's my point. Well, see, now today, here's what you would get. If the banks were just like this place out in California had all those billionaires' money. Uh, they stepped up and, and made good on that. Now, that's inflationary. Okay, that that should be completely inflationary. And I think what the government would do instead of saying, you know, doing what they did in the early 1930s, that's why it drug on so long because um, 
my uh, I'm getting older. My memory's not as good as <laughs> I forgot who it was. Well, you're but, still uh, young, man. I'm 92. So oh wow, <laughs> the uh, that's funny. But anyway, they tightened instead of loosening the money supply. I mean, it was crazy, and they just didn't have any experience. And now we, you know, we've got a hundred years of experience, and this has happened multiple, multiple times. So the the net effect in my what, what I think would be the net effect, and I might be wrong, and wouldn't be the first time, the uh, is going to be a much higher inflation rate than anybody ever wants to see, and that's going to make it uh, that whether prices drop by half or prices double, you're in the same boat. Question for you: What sure. brings on the inflation? There are a ton of items that contributes to that, and it's like, are you familiar with the game Whack a Mole? Vaguely, but please clear me up yeah. on that. Okay, so the kids play this. Used to play this. I don't know if they still play it or not, but they uh, used to take them to these uh, indoor gaming areas because in northeast ohio it gets cold in the winter time you got little kids they get kind of antsy so they give them this great big uh mallet that's was kind of it was soft couldn't hurt anything with it but these moles would pop up out of these uh holes in this- i recall now yes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well those those moles are the those moles those are all the potential variables that can pop up and cause inflation <laughs> <laughs> and, and I have another question, if I may, for you, because I think I, I know you're very astute. Thanks. If there were a, a depression that hit similar to the one in 29, God forbid, or the creator forbid, yep. all these people that are living in these very, very high-priced homes in these neighborhoods, they're not going to be able to maintain it with the taxes and the mortgage payments. Who is going to get those homes back? The banks, the banks. If it worst case scenario, uh, worst bank, case scenario is what I'm shooting for. Yeah, well, I don't think I'm going to live long enough to see the worst case scenario. God uh, willing, you won't. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, that would be rough. But the uh, uh, banks would end up owning just like they did in the uh, 2006, 2007, you know, 2008. They would end up owning a lot of the properties. Um, the Fed would yes, have to step. The Fed would they, have to step up. They also ended up after the Great Depression opening, owning all the properties, yeah. and reselling them for a heck of a lot less than the people that had those homes lost everything they had. I will listen to the rest of you on the air, and thank you so much <laughs> okay. for giving me the time. Well, thanks for calling in. Have a good day. Yep, it's uh, that's interesting to find somebody who's lived through the Great Depression. You know, all my. Uh, Grandparents and great grandparents uh, had my great grandparents were just coming of age during that time period, so that was uh, that was really rough. Um, you're always going to have, and that here's what's genius about this country, and it, it's really what gives me faith, literally, um, that there's a God. Okay, I'm just going to throw that out there. Because men by themselves are not smart enough to have developed a system <laughs> without divine intervention. Those ideas were planted in somebody's head somewhere. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm kind of joking here, but the, the, the Fed, it was, it was a stroke of genius. 
fractional reserve banking system. You know, and at first you had to have reserves, you know, in the gold and silver and all that stuff. And then they figured out that that probably wasn't going to work that well. Uh, it took them until 1970s, you know, to, to figure that out. And now I'm, I'm telling you, you can print your way out of any problems. Now, people that have any background in economics are rolling their eyes right now and going, oh, you don't want that to happen. And I know, I know we don't, that, that, but... It's the better alternative. And what do I mean by printing it out? The print, the, the, just like the government printed money and gave it to people during the pandemic who weren't working, that was a gift. Okay. They just printed it and handed it out. And if things got super, super bad, that's what the Federal Reserve's job is, is to evaluate how well or poorly the economy is doing and to adjust the supply of money. That's a... Most... Most people think all they do is set interest rates, and I've just been told I only got, only got 60 seconds left. So I'll pick back up on this. Uh, in the meantime, if you like the fixed index annuity ideas, the, the rates are 6% and up depending on your age. So you have to call in to see what that might be. Um, they're a really good deal right now, and that uh, those are guaranteed until you die. So even if you withdrew more than you had in the account, they're still going to pay. So uh, I think those make a lot of sense in today's environment. And I still think if you're a long-term investor, you got at least 10 years. Uh, stocks are probably a really good place to be. Um, I didn't get to talk about the factors that have a tendency, have had a tendency to have made a difference, a big difference in the returns on these. And the, the, I'll, I'll come back to that next week and uh, we'll finish up that uh conversation on which categories have done the best over the past 10 years and why I think that they've done the best. Anyway, I hear the music. That means the show is definitely over. This is Bill Bullington right here in 1420. Stay tuned for future entertainment, and I'll see you again next week. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.